I'm, I'm Joyce, Joyce Gannon, married to Les Gannon over there. Um, yeah, believe it or not, we are members of Faith Life Church. Just that we've been away for, you know, um, yeah, very often away these days. But thank f to those who've been praying for me. Um, I haven't backslidden. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you for praying. Yeah, what I really want to talk about today is just, uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence, I always call it God's little blessings that today is Simply Worship. I was in Simply Worship a few months ago, and I didn't uh, think we'll make it to Simply Worship because we've gone to a food festival, and then we said, oh, I'm not going to go to Simply Worship. Just as we drove through A14, I really had it impressed on my heart that I needed to go to Simply Worship. So we got home, just packed um, um, the car, and they said to us, we are going to Simply Worship. So we came to Simply Worship. As we were worshiping, really, I felt God really just impress what I'm about to talk about on my heart so strongly. And then the, my journey started from there, and I started asking God. And I think most of us have actually asked ourselves this question as well, or asked God the questions like, there's got to be more to life, to my life, than I'm currently experiencing. There's got to be more to me being here than I'm currently experiencing. So God, what am I here for? And I think we've all asked that question, whether you are 56, 56 years old or you are 12. And so I started asking the questions and I started really meditating on it and asking God why he's impressed on my heart that people realize that they are called to something in this you know, life that we're in. So um, before we start, I'm not going to throw a lot of scriptures at us, but I, obviously I need to just lay the foundation a little bit because otherwise Sarah Green will be knocking on my door. She's told me she would. <laughs> so um, if you just turn with me to Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1, verse 5. Say, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. That's specifically to Jeremiah. He, he, before God formed him, he knew him. And he called him as a prophet to the nation. So specifically as a prophet to the nation, that's Jeremiah. But to us individually, God, before we were born, before he formed us in our mother's wombs, he knew us. And he put a destiny and a purpose in our hearts, and then he called us to, depending on who you are and what God says. For us all individually, and you know, we have been called to something by God. Before he formed us, he knew us. So for some of us, we, some maybe you've been called to, um, no matter what your vocation, so education, business, government, community service, the church, your family, your neighborhood, the arts, entertainment, media, sports. We don't think we are called to these things because they are not in the church building. We don't think we are called to them. So, you know, um, 
But we have all been called to something, just as Jeremiah was called to be a prophet to the nation. And so today, I just want to really talk about how we discover the calling of God on our lives. I don't think I can actually do it justice just by standing here talking about it for 30 minutes. But I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will take the little loaf and expand it and divide it how many each way and it will become full in your life. As you go away from this place and start seeking God and asking him and asking the Holy Spirit to expand on what it is he's called you to. Because he has called you to something. God has called you for a purpose. He's, he's formed you. You are here, not by accident. You, are, you have been um, burned, not by mistake, not by accident, but to serve a purpose and a specific purpose and to answer a specific calling that none of us can answer for you. Yeah. You can't be joyous no matter how much you try. I am unique. I am truly unique. <laughs> So you can't be me. I can't be Esther. I can't be Roger. God has, what God has called Roger to do, the purpose he's called you to fulfill, I cannot fulfill. And until you stand up like that third song to say, God, what is it? I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. That's why we hunger. That's why we thirst. Because there is something inside of us that is seeking to be one with God. And to serve and to fulfill that purpose and the destiny that he's called us to. So that's just a bit of, yeah, we have all been called to something. And that thing may not necessarily be in the ch- within the church building. That's where we miss it. Because we think our purpose, we have to do something inside, you know, on a Sunday morning. And that's your calling. That's fulfilling your calling. And because we think like that, we miss it. So I'm just hoping for us to actually unthink or just really open our hearts this morning to receive and you start beginning to ask God, what is my purpose? What, what is my purpose? What am I here for? Amen? Amen. So if you, are, if you are unsure what your call is right now, know that God has given you talents. So... God has given us, I've heard the parable of the talents preached in a monetary, you know, session. We're only talking about, oh, he's giving you uh, 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 money, he's giving you wealth, so you've got to use it wisely for God. And we actually, I think, from my understanding as I've been seeking God, is that we, we preach that parable, really, we don't do it justice by limiting it to money. So God has given us all gifts and talents. Gifts, again, it's not the same as talents. They are two different things. Often we miss them up. So um, those gifts that God has given us is to help us figure out our calling. Your life is continually speaking to you. So if you don't actually do anything else with the help of the Holy Spirit, listen to your life. What is your life saying to you? What is the the talent that you have? What is it saying to you? Because that talent, your talent is not your calling. So I'll, I'll get there. Your talent is not your calling. Your talent is helping you either fulfill, discover your calling. 
So first of all, your talents are those things God has deposited within you to excel. It's what he's giving you uh, um, to, to, to perform, or not to, to perform is not the right word, is to, to deliver, you know, to fulfill the, his calling on your life. Oftentimes, we, um, you know, it could be public speaking, it could be teaching, it could be singing, it could be, um, you know, um, accounting, writing, dancing, um, you know, whatever that your talent is, those are those natural things that come so natural to you. You don't need any effort. You don't put in any effort. They just come natural to you. And because they become natural to us, we belittle them. We don't, we don't pay them any attention because it's just easy. You know, it's not, I know it's not easy to sing, <laughs> you know. Olive, kindly advise me. Make sure you turn that off. We don't put it on during worship. <laughs> she was doing you all a favor. <laughs> you know, I, I can't sing because I said, to, you know, God said to make a joyful noise. And I make wonderful, joyful noise to God. But there are some people who are talented in sing, singing. And singing is not the gift from God. It's a talent from God. Am I making sense? And oftentimes, we kind of like exalt the talents that we have and we worship other people's talents, you know. So, and then we mistake talents as calling or gift on people's lives and we just naturally point (laughs) those people with certain talents to certain things. Does that make sense? So unless you really know who you are in God and the calling of God in that, it's very easy for people to mislead you or even for you to mislead yourself yeah. to think your talents is your calling or your gift. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> so, you know, it is, um, and then it is the, um, for example, when David was anointed as king, I mean, David was anointed. If you look at the time between when David was anointed that he actually became a king, you would have thought, well, God has anointed David, so he's just going to stroll into the king's palace and say, you know, I'm here to take my inheritance. I'm here to be a king. No, but it was the gift, it was the talent that made way, that took David into the palace, right? You know, because he could play the harps, and that was his way in the talents that he had, that God had given him. That was his way in. And there's a scripture in the Bible that said that um, it is the gift of of God that makes way for man. His gift. Actually, let's look at it. Proverbs 18, 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. David was that example. That was what happened to David. So he took um, the talent, the gift that he had, and he went into the king's palace and he, he appeared before the king. So the harp wasn't the calling on David's life, was it? I mean, it's good because we have the benefits of what his, his, his calling was. So we could see, and then going into the palace, you think, oh, yeah, he's just going to go there, and they're just going to be, become a king. Oh, that's why he's going there, because he wants to become a king. But he had to get there 
He has to learn something. So in addition to your talents, we also have God-given gifts. And your gifts are the spiritual aspects of your life. The gifts from God, they, they, are the, they are more, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think they are, those are the spiritual aspects of your life. The talents are God-given talents, but the gifts are the spiritual aspects of that. God has blessed you with it. He's blessed every single one of us. So he said, he gives give gifts. He gave. And he's still giving. He's continually to give gifts to men. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Your gifts may include teaching, service, preaching, and encouragement, generosity, music, hospitality, and so on. I purposely didn't put prayers there because all my life people have pushed me through. That's who you are. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're calling, you've been called to pray. We all have been, yeah. you know, to pray. That is not my calling, but it's very, very key, key to the call of God on my life. Does that make sense? <coughs> Because your relationship, your union, the communion, the, time, the things I receive from God, I receive in that place. So it's, it's a gift from God. It's not the calling of God on my life. So I just need to knock down a few <laughs> today. <laughs> no, this is sorry. No, because even me, I thought it was. And so you must all go to simply worship tonight. <laughs> So that the gift of God, those are the things that he's giving you to serve, you know, in his body, to be, to, uh, when God, um, I don't want to jump ahead of myself because I'm going to have to discover the callings and that's where you know all this thing. But just to know that you have been called and God has given you talent to, and, and gift to make your calling easier to fulfill. But your calling it's not the gift, it's not the, the talent that you have. I've seen places where people have, uh, you know, they take worship leaders, they place them in this such a high place, and we almost worship them because they have this wonderful calling. No, they have a gift, they have a talent that God has given them to serve the body. And that singing and that worship, it could be to raise other worshipers. It could be to, to lead people to the present. But it's not, I'm not saying some worship leaders don't have that calling on their life, but I'm saying not all have. It's not a calling. It's a gift and it's a talent. It's a tool that God has given them to fulfill their calling. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So, um. No matter what the gift is, God is the source of the gift. You will never use your gift or your talent well unless you give it back to God, unless you honor God with that gift and that calling. So he is the source of the gift. He knows, you know, it's very simple. I, I, I discovered that you can buy refurbished um, Dyson on eBay. That was like my little greatest discovery. 
And I thought, this is great. But when I didn't get excited because I wasn't going to buy a refurbished Dyson when I can get a new one. But when I realized that Dash, this, the store was being run by Dyson itself, now, come on. I knew there's no way they are going to send me a refurbished um, uh, Dyson vacuum that is not up to standard, right? So I was so excited. I bought one. And, and it came all wrapped in plastic. When you buy refurbished things anywhere, they just said to you, oh, yeah, you've got six months guarantees. But everything was spanking new. Every single thing. And I paid only £179 for it. <laughs> I said that to say this. God has created you and he's giving you a gift and a talent. And that if you want to operate outside of God, you can't, you can't function well in your gifting. But if you know, he is the one who created you. Dyson made the Dyson vacuum cleaner. They can repair it better than any engineer that is not from Dyson, yeah. right? Yeah. So God has created you. He has your spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> so you cannot operate. You cannot go off and do your thing without using that thing the way God has asked, has created you to use it. That's just gift. That's not, yeah, I'm just throwing that in as I go along. <laughs> so when you have, so know your gift, know you've been called, you have a gift, you have a talent, and if your talent is not your gift. The talent is the things that, you know, you, God has given you. You Naturally, you're born with it, and then you can, um, it comes easy to you. But it's important because it's leading you. It's what is going to lead you. It's what is going to take you to the calling of God in your life. And then the gifts, are, those are the spiritual things that you, God has given you to serve his body, to serve within the body. So you cannot operate in those gifts and not use it to honor God. Yeah? So that's what we've got. So this is really where I'm going. By the way, most of these things, I cannot take credit for all of them. As I'm searching, I discover a guy um, online. What's his name? Larry Creder. Has anybody heard of him? So I discover some of the um, um, things from him, and I've taken it, and I searched the scriptures, and I said, okay, you know what? These things absolutely they've spoken to me, and God led me on this journey from that day of simply worship, asking him, okay, God, what is it? What is your calling on my life? Because I don't want to miss it. I don't want to do, I don't want to be busy doing things that are good things, yeah. but are not fulfilling your call on my life. Yeah. Because when Mother Teresa, would you say she fulfilled the calling of God on her life? She did. She was effective. Heidi Baker, I think she's fulfilling the calling of God on her life because it may not be a glamorous job. It may not be things that we all we want to do. We, want, we all want to go on stage. We want to preach. We want to, we want to teach. We want to do all the glamorous things. That may not be the calling of God on your life. They are good things. They are not bad things. But unless you fulfill God's calling on your life, you are going to be continually empty. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much faith you have, no matter how fulfilled you are in, in the, you know, uh, um, uh, 
um, worldly sense of it. There's something always, you know, longing on the inside of you. You never satisfied because God has created you to be one with him. He's put you here to serve a purpose. And that purpose, until you fulfill it, you will not be satisfied. When God, when he said with long life, he will satisfy them. You know, when you, when you truly sit down and you look at your life and you say, you know what? I've done everything God has asked me to do and I'm ready to go. If God calls you home today, will you have that feeling or haven't been satisfied? To be, sat to be truly satisfied is to be doing what God has called you to do. So how do we discover the calling of God on our life? Just using your talents and gift does not mean <laughs> you have been called by God. So if you're using your, 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 your gift and your talent to serve, that is not just mean that you have been called into, into that. You are serving. It's your way. It's your way in. It's your, you are on a journey to that. So how do you, how can you discover your calling? I have to read it because I don't want to, I really don't want to um, miss it. How can you discover your calling? The way I can, let me explain it for myself. Came as, it's like as a significant impression on your heart. It's from like deep within. It's like it's, it's an impression that you can't shift, you can't shake, you can't um, push aside. Once, once it's been, it's just a, it's just a gentle impression. Like when Mark, uh, I think it was the beginning of faith life, Mark was talking about how he heard the word, you have, you've been called. We are all not that lucky, <laughs> you know, to just hear it. Some people can hear it audibly. Some people like, you know, you can have them um, road to Damascus impression like Paul did. I mean, Paul, let's talk about Paul for a minute. Paul had gifts and had talent. He could speak. He was very persuasive. Thus, he was using the natural talents that God gave him. He was an orator. He could speak. When he speaks to you, he asks you to give him your wallet. You give him before thinking, oh, my gosh, I've just lost my wallet. You know, but Paul could talk. When he received that call from God, he didn't need another gift. He didn't need any other talent. Paul now was using that same talent that God gave him to now draw people unto Christ. He was doing, he was passionate. He was like on fire. He was like, so once you have, once you've received that, that, that impression, that call, I, so some people it may be like a burden for something, you cannot rest until you do something about it. So I would say the burden of God compels you, drives you, it's what, it, you know, you can't, you can't rest. If I see an injustice, it's like I, I want to go crazy, you know. So you, you, you are on fire. You are passionate. And when you are talking to somebody about it, you know, you easily convince people 
to join you in your cause, no matter how quietly spoken you are, but your word comes out in a certain way that makes people stand and listen. So for some people, it may be an impression. So some people, it was just maybe just a burden, have a burden for some people. There are some people who have a burden for nations, and they will go to the end of the earth. You know, they, they, I thank God I'm not called to that. You know, you go into this deep forest to go and rescue people. It's great. Some people, they do it. They just don't, they don't think twice about it. Because it's something that is driving them, something that is propelling them, something that is, you, you, you know what I'm saying? I can't explain it. We have to feel it to know. You are very passionate about it. And you carry it. You go to bed with it. You wake up with it. You're going through the day with it until you start to, don't, God, you know, the Holy Spirit is very gentle until you pay it no attention. When you don't pay any attention, you don't do anything about it. I don't, you put it aside, or so I can't do it, or it's too big, or I don't have enough this to do this. Then, gently, it's not that it's not there, it go, you know, it can pull back. So that's um, one way. And the other one saying it's a conviction about what you are to do with your life at a particular time. So the call of God, for example, is um, you can be called to something for a season. Because when God told so people said, oh, some people, they burn themselves out because 50 years ago, God told them to carry a, a cross across somewhere. And at 86, they no longer enjoy it. The passion is not there. Nothing, you know, when God called you to carry that cross across Cambridge, that was that he was doing something in Cambridge for a reason, and you had to serve that purpose. So sometimes we need to know the season that we are in. For a woman, for example, who if you are if you just got married, God called you to um, you know before you got married, called you to something, and then you got married and you have kids. I mean, God is an amazing father, <laughs> you know. It's not going to tell you, okay, now that you are pregnant, you have children and whatever you know, else that is going on in your life, you have to go and do whatever it is that you were doing when you were a single woman. We have to also know the season. So calling can be seasonal, can be for, for a season. And when that season is up, if you still remain in that place, you start resenting no, not just God. You start resenting people around you you become so unbearable to other, you stop being a blessing to people and becoming a hindrance. So I'm saying, this, you know, the time is too short, so I'm just trying to throw different things out. So please go and go on the journey yourself. And um, <clears throat> so I'm just saying, is this, the call of God, is that something that feeds your passion? If, we, if you are walking and you are answering the call of God in your life, you become so excited. Things could be going wrong. You know, you may not achieve the things that you feel you should be achieving, but there is that joy on the inside of you. It has life, you know. You're going, and people keep saying, how do you keep going? I could never do what you do. But it's that passion, that, that, that is the, the Holy Spirit, you know, the power on the call fuels 
you. It drives you forward. You are, you, you, are, you are energized every time you think about it and the ideas come to you about, oh, I could do this, I could do that. Some people say, oh, the person is firing from all cylinders because of that passion, because of the call. You are answering the call. You are walking the call. You are in the call with God. And so you don't get burned out. But when that season is over, you need to also know, okay, this is it now. Because times change in your life, situation change in your life, you move on, you grow, you know, you're no longer 25, you're not, <laughs> you know, it's true. And then, you know, you have to say, okay, God, what is the next thing? What is it? And when you look back, you see that for every season that, you know, God has called you to, you actually look at that, you are not moving away from the call of God on your life. It's just like different aspects at different stages of your life. Um, so God's giving desire deep in your soul that excites you whenever you think about it. Finding that sweet spot where your abilities and interests align with God's purpose and interests and, no, no. Where, where your, um, so to discover, one is through impression, one is like an audible call, and the, the other way is where your talent and your gift intercess with the world's need. Where's your gift? So, so, so when you, you see there's a need, you know, here, over here. Your gift is here. Your talent is here. And so where you see your gift and talent intersects that need of the world, there lies your calling. You only can see it the way you see it. So when that need is there, I will not see it the same way you see it. And you are constantly thinking, Oh, you know, this need is there. They could do this about it, do, this, do that about it. I'm thinking, well, I don't see anything. I don't see what you're thinking. Can't you see the people thinking? Well, no, that's, I can't see it. So when, when that, that is, I think that is actually the most common way. I think it's easy, the easiest way to discover your calling. Where your needs and your talents intersect the needs of the world. So, um, <laughs> you know, when God has called us to something, it's never always what we expect it to be. We have a desire which God has placed in our heart, that's true. But the actual call of God on your life can't always be what you expect it to be. So in order to discover the call of God on your life, you have to be willing to accept whatever that call is. Because if you have a pre-conceived um, um, idea of what you want it to be because that's what you like to do, you will always pursue that and you will always hear that voice. You always hear the voice that you want to hear. If you choose to follow the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's voice and say, no matter what you tell me, I will do, yeah. you will <laughs> discover genuinely what the call of God is on your life. Yeah. 
if you don't like what you hear and you discover it and you discard it, you will never discover your true purpose. You will never discover your true calling. So in order to, to really discover it, you have to be willing to, to say, God, whatever it is you have for me that you have called me into, you have that call. It's inside, it's beneath you. So it's you discovering it. It's not, what, it's not God just calling you today. If you decide to go on that journey today, God is not going to tell you something that he has not already given you or told you or you actually already, <laughs> you already know it. You think about it, you leave it. Either it's too big, thinking that's just too big. I don't think God will call me to that. I think that's just my wishful thinking. Because if, if God calls you into something where you can do it without him, then it's not, it's that God hasn't called you. God will never call you to do something that you do, you know, <laughs> without him. So he'll call you to something that is bigger than you, that the only way you can do it is to depend on him <coughs> to do it. So God knows that if we are passionate and fulfilled in what we do, we will be cheerfully and unselfishly occupied in our works as co-laborers with Christ. So we need God as much as you want to know the call of God in your life, God desires it more that you discover his call on your life. Because when you are living a fulfilled life, you are happily walking with Christ to bring in the harvest. So today, really, I know it's a very, it's not big, life-shattering message. But, you know, as God is saying, every minute you spend not living your purpose is a minute wasted. Every day you spend not living your purpose, you know. Every time, I always come back to this scripture where God said on the last day you come before him, he said, um, you know, depart from me. I know you not. Um, you walk out of iniquity. And I'm thinking, how can that happen? You know, that will never happen, you know, because if you've done this in his name, you've done that in his name, why would he not know you? But if you've lived your life without fulfilling his call on your life, that means you've done your own thing. That's what we've lived for. You've lived for yourself. You haven't lived for him. So he didn't know what you did because you didn't do it with him. Does that make sense? So um, just because there's so much, I'm trying to condense it. I've jumped about a little bit, so now I'm trying to conclude it <laughs> in a way that it makes sense. I'm saying, one, know that you are called. And knowing that you are called, be confident of the call of God on your life. So if you, if you know you know you are called and you have confidence in that calling, then you can move out and be everything that he's called you to be. And you will not, you will not be told 
what your calling is and follow that, or you know what your calling is and follow it. And two, know your gifts, listen to your talent and your gifts, because these are the tools that God has given you to aid you in fulfilling his calling on your life. And how to discover your calling, like I said, you know, is by listening to the Holy Spirit and that impression that he puts on your heart to hear him. And once you have it, once you, he's impressed it on your heart, you will know. Because for some people, it's like a passion, sudden passion for something. It's like a burden that you can't shift. It's this, it's this um, something that suddenly drives you to do something you are you just you are excited and I, other people can't see what you are excited about. Actually, no, that's when you're calling is when you are excited about something and people just say, come on, come on, calm down. You know, what are you so excited about? Calm down. So you know you are onto, onto something because only you can see it. Only you because it's your call and he's called you so he's giving you responsibility for it. And so we cannot discover our calling outside of God. We need the Holy Spirit to show us the light to, to just illuminate that thing in our hearts that is already there. And as you do that, you will be truly fulfilling the purpose for which he's called you. And you'll be, we will all be happier. And I like the uh, passage in Jude. So perhaps I could finish with this one as well. Um, Jude 1 is the only one. <laughs> Jude 1 says, Jude, a bond servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. To those who are called, sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Christ Jesus, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. So I pray that today, because know that you are called, and you have been called in Christ. You have been called and kept in Christ to the purpose of making all our lives better because you've lived, because I've lived. And that is the simple call, is to make everyone else's. The call is never to yourself. It's never to better yourself. The call is never for you to fill your pocket. The call is never for you to, um, to you know, um, Bid yourself up. The call is always bigger than that. So when you get there, you know it. Because you become selfless. You are then kingdom focused. Amen. Amen. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, if you've been like me, 
and you've been asking the questions about what your calling is, what your purpose is, and you don't feel that um, you know what that is, and you really, really, that is your desire to say, God, I don't want to live a minute longer without knowing your purpose, without knowing the call, your call on my life. And you've been asking that question. I just think you just, now we just need to really, God is asking this of us. He said he's, he's desiring for us to discover his calling on our life. He's desiring. I mean, that is so, that every day he said, when he sees us going the wrong way, he's saying, oh, I only if she knew who I've called her to be. If only if, if he knows who I've called him to be. Because he has called us to be so much more. So much more. Somebody in this room right now, we have a solution to global warming. Some of us right now, we have solution to Brexit. Some of us have solution to what is happening in, in, in Cambridge, in Africa, wherever that is. And you are doing the world, you know. You are, you, you are doing the service by not answering that call. So today, you're not hearing my voice. You're hearing the voice of God. So come. I, I don't know how to, maybe, or Roger, do you want to come? So if you want somebody to agree with you, to say, you know, you know the first of all is to start having that thing to ask the question, that staring in your heart. So even right now, if you're having that staring in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. And if you want somebody to stand with you, to pray with you, for you to take that journey, and all we are simply going to do is to agree with yeah. you. We're not going to pray for you. We're not going to desire it for you. But if you say, that is my heart's desire, we will agree with you that as you seek him, you find him, that God will grant you that desire, that longing of your heart. Yeah? Did we do that? Yeah. So do we know what we're doing? If you want to respond to what Joyce has been praying, there's mm. somebody to stand with you. Perhaps you can do Shall we all stand? Perhaps we can lift it and play some nice music. And you come forward and um, someone will stand with you and agree. Yeah, and agree. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm.